The song you will hear in the following episode is This City by Patrick Stump and Lupe Fiasco, copyright 2011 by Sony ATV Publishing. All Cleveland Brats highlights that appear in this episode appear courtesy of WEWS, New Channel 5 Cleveland, and the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Keenum's looking left. He's firing left. Passes. Touchdown Browns. Daryl Hodge high in the air. Reels it in. It's an eight-yard touchdown pass. And the Browns are up top 6-0. was the exact same play because he understood, hey, we had that play there. Case Keenum, get back out there, fourth down, make the throw, and it's six. Stumbles, gets some space, fires toward the end zone, and it is tipped and intercepted. Intercepted. Look to LeCount. LeCount for the second week in a row. The Browns ended practice with an interception. Now they end the game with an interception. Mm. And they win it by a final score of 17 to 13. Town where they show you love if they seen you around. All of my dogs up in the dog pound, man. I love my tribe, my calves, my brown. Hello, That's everybody. Welcome to That's another episode of the Feeling Dangerous Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Johnson. We got two of the crew with us on tonight. We got Zach. How you doing tonight, man? Doing good, man. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Another Browns victory. Yes, yes, sir. Definitely another victory to talk about. And an awesome interview to preview for you guys as well. We're also joined by the producer, Peter Knapp. Pete, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, w- I went to the game on Sunday with our sponsor, Jackson yes. for by Anderson. So, uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun to go to a Browns game and to go and to go do it with him. It was, it was a lot of fun to be down at a at a packed stadium uh, for the first time uh, for the first time you know for the first time since well a packed stadium for the first time in a couple years probably, but uh, mm-hmm. a, a stadium with fans for the first time in several in several months. So it was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And a great environment, even for a preseason game, a fantastic environment down at the game on Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 definitely no doubt about that, man. And the show is presented tonight by Jack Scott, Renewal by Anderson. They have been Ohio's replacement window experts for 118 years. Call Jack today for a free consultation at 440-226-6224. That's 440-226-6224. We're going to get right into the preseason action. And, yeah, Pete, just like you talked about, that place was rocking and rolling for a preseason game. The Browns defeated the Giants by a score of 17-13, and they improved the 2-0 in the preseason. Overall, a solid performance by the team again as a whole. John Kelly, I mean, he really looked good at running back last night. Do you guys think he stays on our practice squad, or do you see another team uh, trying to actually trade for him, get him on their active roster? I mean, honestly, any situation could work in the Browns' benefit, don't you think? I mean – I mean, if he if he's on the roster, that's just another player that we could have as a weapon later on in the year, or you know, you know, use him as a running back here and there on certain downs. If he stays on our practice squad, someone we can call up if we need him in case of an emergency, or if a team 
wants to trade for him and he's a running back, we can get assets from him. So I don't see a loss in that situation at all. The dude's definitely playing very good, uh, very hard runner, you know, lowers his shoulder. and It's hard to tackle. You can definitely tell he's hard to tackle. And I think one thing that the Browns have shown in the preseason is that they have a very deep roster. They're going to they're gonna have to make some cuts of some pretty darn good players. Yeah. And that's a good and that's a good problem to have, especially because, you know, we saw last year how, you know, the Browns needed to re- rely on, on their depth late in the season. And it's just great to see that this team has some really good depth at many positions on the roster and has a roster that can stay in sync, you know, um, uh, with, the, you know, with the second team. Uh, and and keep moving the ball down the field and, and have a very productive day overall. Yeah, and I, I definitely, you know, obviously we have the best running back duo in the NFL, you know, so it's interesting to see who is going to win that third running back spot. I know, Tyler, you're really high on DeAndre Johnson and Demetri Felton. So who do you see that could potentially, you know, swing the way of running back three and who gets cut in that, in that position? Yeah, man, that's going to be tough. I, I think – Ultimately, Dearness Johnson is going to get cut. I just don't see the team keeping four running backs on the roster. And because to me, Jermetric Felton will, I think, make it as a running back so the Browns can then keep six wide receivers. So I think Felton would be the third. They're going to try, I really believe, to keep Dearness Johnson on the practice squad and, and probably John Kelly. I don't think they'll be able to keep both there. But I, I would definitely say overall, Demetric Felton will make it, but that's that's quite a battle, though, for that position right there. I actually uh, tweeted at Jake Burns from the OBR. We had him on the show here. I tweeted him, is Felton a lock to make this roster in your mind? He said 100%. Demetric Felton will yeah. make this roster because he just brings something. Demetric Felton will definitely make this roster, and I think it will be at running back. Yeah, and not even that. Demetric Felton on special teams could be huge for us it's something that we were kind of lacking last season if i were to say with you know obviously down to people's jones is proving to be a great wide receiver for this roster but special teams is not a strong suit so if we could find someone you know, jojo natson and Demetri felton back there kick returns Demetri felton or jojo natson returning punt returns you know that that's a good way to earn a roster spot right now on a team that's just completely loaded Demetri felton here he was getting a lot of reps on special teams as punt returner but he was also taking some kick returns the team was going to use him in a variety of ways you saw he nearly had a touchdown um if kyle laletta didn't overthrow him yesterday i mean he mm-hmm. had his linebacker the linebacker beat and that's the thing about Demetri felton and that's why i i told you this too tweeted Demetri felton reminds me of antonio gibson from the redskins the mm-hmm. guy played wide receiver and running back there, and he's coming to the as really a running back, but he still has those receiver capabilities. And that's what I see Demetric Felton. I don't know if he'll be, I mean, as good because I believe Antonio Gibson's a very good player, but Demetric Felton has so much potential to this team. And yeah. I, I can't believe, I say it again, I can't believe we got him in the sixth round. I mean, yeah. it just goes to show the work Andrew Barry does, and it goes to show, too, they also go by what the tape shows. And mm-hmm. even though Demetri Felt didn't test well, uh, his I mean, when you see him on the field, you see a guy who's an amazing athlete, and that's exactly what this team needed overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely something that I don't think we have had. I mean, Kareem Hunt can do it, obviously, but I don't think we've seen an athlete like Demetri Felton, you know, with his speed and capabilities that he can do all over the field in a very long time. So 
Oh, yeah, exactly. And I completely agree with that. And one of the things we also saw yesterday that was very encouraging, we saw somebody from that defensive tackle room really just put on a show. We actually saw two guys. Uh, Jordan Elliott played very well. He actually graded Mm -hmm. as one of their highest um, defensive players. But the guy who has never played an NFL game until yesterday, Malik McDowell, was absolutely in the backfield nearly every single time he was on the field. You could just see all the potential that he has for a guy who's never played in the NFL, a former high second, very high second round pick. What are your thoughts on Malik McDowell? And do you believe he's a lock to make the roster? If he keeps that up, yeah, because there are a lot of defensive tackles I was watching yesterday, and I'm like, wow, we're still kind of, you know, getting pushed off the line of scrimmage. You know, you know, they kind of look kind of bad. And then when he came in, I saw him in the backfield almost every play. And that one fourth down stop at the goal line. It was because of him. He was right in the backfield. They had, you know, a blown coverage, and that led to more guys being able to swarm the ball. So it's not always about the stats. It's about what you can do to contribute to make other people, you know, make the play. And he he did a great job of that, yeah. Yeah, the Browns were were certainly getting great penetration into the backfield uh, uh, throughout the game, and he he certainly made an impression for sure. There are certainly guys that are – Making a making a major impression to keep uh, you know to uh, to have a spot on this roster. The question is again with such a deep roster, you know you're going to cut really good players. But I certainly think he you know put his stamp out there, put his stamp out there on the field and put something on tape that the coaching staff can't ignore. Yeah, absolutely. It, it completely agree with you, Pete, and that really leads me into. Um, really this week's window of opportunity player of the week presented by Jack Scott renewal by Anderson guys. I think we can agree. It's gotta be Malik McDowell. The guys never played, the guys never played an NFL game and for him to go out there and just perform the way that he did. And again, you got to take it with a grain of salt. It is the preseason, but this guy has never played in an NFL game. And And he he looked like he was a seasoned vet. He looked like a seasoned vet out there. Yeah, he absolutely just showed. I mean, five tackles and one sack. <laughs> He's just a guy I think you have to find a way to get on this roster. And I'm not talking pra- – I don't know if you can keep him on the practice squad. He's 6'6", 300 pounds. <laughs> what other defensive tackle in the league has has those types of dimensions? I mean, there really yeah. aren't. And yeah. I think he could be a huge addition to this defensive tackle room. You could rotate him in with all those guys. <laughs> I, I think he's a guy we absolutely have to keep, especially because – think we can also agree there's a lot of uncertainty at the defensive tackle position mm-hmm. and yeah we've seen in training camp there have been a lot of battles and one of those is at defensive tackle so who, who do you guys think is a lock at this point to make the make that position a defensive tackle who are some guys on the bubble for a lock i would say if mcdowell keeps it up mcdowell's gonna make you know this roster i like sheldon day a lot too and I think he was definitely playing a very good game yesterday. I'm interested to see what you feel like too, Tyler, but I feel like Sheldon Day could be a good lock at defense tackle as well. Yeah, man, I'm right there with you. I remember when we first signed him, I was like, I mean, it, it was just yeah. kind of underwhelming to me. This guy, mm-hmm. has, you could argue he's been the best defensive tackle the Browns have had this preseason. Mm-hmm. Because and Andrew Billings, he's taken a year off, so it's kind of hard to tell. But Andrew Billings really hasn't shown me a lot, even though I think he's a lock. So I think you have Billings, he's a lock. Obviously, Malik Jackson. And then I think it's going to be Sheldon Day and Malik McDowell, along with Tommy Togi. I, I think there will be five because you have – I don't think – and I agree with you. If McDowell goes out and even has just another solid performance, I don't think you can justify not having him on this roster. Yeah, So I, I think five D tackles make it. Maybe they don't. 
and maybe Sheldon Day ends up being the odd man out there. See, that's where it's going to get really tough. Mm. Yeah. As far, there, as I mean, far there, as what there, we there, do there. There's also going to be interesting cuts to see. Like, I don't want to see it happen, but I mean, is Tack McKinley going to make this roster? He hasn't been able to practice. He hasn't been able to play and show reps on this new defense. I know they signed him to be on this roster, obviously, but Jacob Phillips at linebacker, he got injured now too. Is he a sure thing to make the roster still? Yeah. Are we going to, mm-hmm. you know, they'll let put him, him on, go? They'll put him on IR. On the bubble. Sure. Yeah. 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 IR, but you know, like, you just never know because we're going to need open roster spots now. And those could be the people that didn't earn theirs. And, you know, now we can give the roster spot to people like Davion Davis's, Demetri Felton's and Johnson's. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a tough decision, but it's a good decision for great teams to have to make. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and I, and I agree with that there with Jacob Phillips, what they, and I, again, I don't know if this is exactly what they'll do. Jared Mueller from Brown's wire kind of wrote an article about this. I skimmed it briefly because it was right before the show. So I didn't have a lot of time to dig into it, but he mentioned the Browns could put, if they put Jacob Phillips on IR, he won't return this season, but you are able to keep him like on the okay. roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can keep him on the roster, but then that's another roster spot you take away. Exactly. So, because the thing is, if you put a player on IR, I believe before September first, they can't return this year. I, I think that's what they end up doing with Jacob Phillips because that's just you don't. He's a young player. You don't need to risk him to any more injury if he even is able to come back. So, I think that's what they'll end up doing. One of the other battles too to get into that we've talked about a lot, all of us, is wide receiver. I mean, with OBJ and Jarvis, the Browns. Um, have tough decisions to make at the other wide receiver positions. DPJ, Higgins, Hodge, Davian Davis. Is DPJ already wide receiver three? Who is four? Who do you guys see being cut and or even possibly trade before the season begins? Cut? Uh, geez, that, that one I don't know. I, I really want to – I'm interested to see who's going to win wide receiver four because I really do believe, like we said, I think Donald Peoples-Jones is the locket wide receiver three. He's playing now. It just didn't look like they wanted to play him too much because they know what he can do. And know what he brings to the field. The players that I feel like are battling right now for wide receiver four are Hodge and Higgins, and it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I think Hodge has a slight advantage. I mean, if you guys disagree with me, I want to I want to know why. But I think Hodge has just a slight advantage on Higgins, like because like Tyler said, special teams comes into effect, and Higgins is kind of you know on the field just for wide receiver. He's not really getting a lot of looks right now, obviously because Baker's not out there. But interesting to see what's going to happen there as well. You got to have a versatile player, a dual threat, and. And, and, so, and so I certainly think that Hodge has the advantage over Higgins as well. You know, this is this is just another example of how this this roster. I mean, this is a good this is a good problem to have of being a good team. A problem the Browns have not had for most of the 21st century. Uh, you know, and, and now um, and now the, and now the Browns have this issue. There are going to be some guys who have kind of flown under the radar. Like Sheldon Day, come up and really, you know, uh, make an impression on this roster. And there are going to be some established guys who've had time in the in the NFL who who get overlooked and and maybe don't perform as well in such a deep roster. And 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 again, this is a great spot to be in if you're a Browns fan to have so mm. many talented guys. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. And going back to the wide receiver position. OBJ and Jarvis, that's a given. DPJ is number three, and it could it can't be more obvious than in these preseason games where, I mean, he's playing a couple series and that's it. Higgins is yeah. in almost until halftime in a lot of games. Yeah. And I agree I'm, with you. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Higgins sometimes in the third quarter. I think he was playing in the third quarter a little bit yesterday too. 
Yeah, and that could that could also have to do with depth though issues. Too. Yeah, true. But but it is worth. I mean, even in the first preseason game though. I mean, he played a lot. I think it's worth noting what we what we've talked about, and I've mentioned it many times. Higgins does not play special teams. Hodge does. I'm pretty sure even Dave, Davian Davis does. DPJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, these guys are playing special teams. Schwartz will pro, will play special teams when he returns. So with that. He doesn't play special teams. So, in all honesty, I, I love Hollywood Higgins, and I've always been a huge fan of his. But why, why are you keeping a guy on the roster that's one dimensional like that when he's your wide receiver four? When you Absolutely. can keep Hodge, and and I truly believe they like Davian Davis a lot. I, I do too. I mean, you claimed him. You claimed him. I, I mean, midway through training camp, the guy comes in, he scores a touchdown. I mean, he plays nearly the entire second half against Jacksonville and was our leading receiver. He played very. I mean, he had an impressive catch yesterday on a poor, poorly thrown ball by Kyle Laletta. I mean, he's played very well this preseason. I, I've liked what he's brought to this team. You mm-hmm. can keep him on the roster too. I, I mean, as that possible sixth receiver. And then mm-hmm. with Higgins, man, there's a team out there that would trade for him, and you could get something decent for Richard Higgins. P- people like like to roast me on it because I even bring up the subject. I, again, what what is Higgins adding to this team that these other guys don't add? I mean, I know he's got that chemistry at Baker Mayfield, and that can't go under the radar. But at the same time, he's not doing anything for you on special teams. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, if Higgins is only going to be on the field 20% of snaps, maybe 15%, because he's not that wide receiver three, he's not going to be happy either. At that point, it's just probably easier trading him. I, I mean, yeah. I really firmly, I just believe that. Yeah, and yeah, and he's on that deal where you know a, a team would scoop him up right now. You know, it's it's a cheap one year deal, like you've mentioned before in the past, Tyler. And I don't see why we couldn't get something for him. He's obviously proven he could be a consistent target with quarterbacks, and maybe it is just the Baker Mayfield effect. But I really do think Higgins is a he's a solid he's a solid wide receiver, and he puts in his work. So. There's definitely a spot for him on this roster, I feel like, you know, still in the future if he keeps working hard. But I definitely could see a team definitely calling up Andrew Barry and seeing if he's, uh, you know, if he's up for grabs. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, I love Rashard Higgins. I have Rashard Higgins gear. So when fans yeah. come at you and you're like, well, dude, you don't understand what he does for the soft. No, I, I get it. I mean, I, I, put, I paid money to get a Higgins <laughs> shirt. So obviously I like the guy. <laughs> That doesn't mean, though, I'm not a realist. I mean, you have to look at every situation here. Even if they do keep Higgins, I, I think Davian Davis is a guy who they want on the practice squad. I, I think he's made a legit impact on, on this team, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, they they uh, waived Alexander Hollins today, who yep. uh, Stefanski coached in Minnesota. So one of uh, probably Davian's former teammates there. So mm-hmm. just something to think about there. That receiver room is actually very thin right now. I mean, right now you have DPJ, Higgins, Hodge, Davis, OBJ, Jarvis, I, I don't, I don't believe at this point there's anybody else that they have at wide receiver. So yeah. just something else to consider right there. That might, you might be looking at one more cut or a trade in that wide receiver room, and that's it. And then you have your wide receivers. So something and to keep still in Schwartz, mind there. I don't know if you mentioned Schwartz right there either. Schwartz is. Oh yeah, I, I did. I did yeah. mention Schwartz. So yeah, let, let's count. I mean, you have OBJ, Jarvis, DPJ, Higgins, Hodge, and then Schwartz. That's six. You could keep mm-hmm. da- you could keep Davian Davis hopefully in the practice squad. That's seven. If that doesn't work and you trade one of them, I'd have to assume it's Higgins in this case. Just again because he doesn't play special teams or even possibly Hodge. But again, I think Hodge is just too valuable on special teams. 
and a lot of fans don't take that in consideration. If you trade one or two of those guys, Davian Davis is your sixth wide receiver. So yeah, I, I could easily see that. And Demetric Felton, he's played wide receiver against Jacksonville. He was the slot receiver. He also he played running back though last week. So what do you guys do with Demetric Felton? Is he making the roster for he's a wide receiver to save the spot for Demetric Johnson at running back? Or again, you're taking away one of those talented receivers, possibly Davian Davis, if you keep Ernest Johnson. So what are you guys doing at that position? I'm just thanking God I'm not Andrew Barry right now. <laughs> Because these are some tough decisions. These are all players you want on your roster. These are players that can make plays, can make different, be difference makers on this roster. Yeah. I think felt I think Felton has to make the team. He's a lock. I I've, I know you said it. I've said it. Plenty of people are saying it right now. He he has to be a lock. I think Felton has to make the team. And I wish, and I kind of wish Hard Knocks would shift uh, from 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 <laughs> Dallas to the Browns mid training camp and just decide to just decide to show us what's going on in there because <laughs> because that. Because that would be, I mean, because because you're right. There are so many tough decisions now. I wouldn't want to be in this front office at all. Yeah, no. Right nope. But again, that's a great position to be in, and uh, and it's a it's a it's a luxury to be in. So, it, it sometimes sometimes you got to enjoy the pain of making tough decisions because it means you're going to have a good season. You know. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, compl I completely agree with that, but I agree with you too, Zach. I would not want to have that job right now. But <laughs> but Demetric Felton, he, he will absolutely make this roster. It's going to be interesting, though, if they want to keep Dearness or if they want to keep one of the wide receivers. So that's what's going to be something. As we preview the Fal um, next week against the Atlanta Falcons, I'm really curious to see what they do there because mm – -hmm. That Falcons game is a big game for so many of these guys on the bubble. Um, Eight o'clock Sunday night. It's going to be in Atlanta. What do you guys expect to see? I expect to see a lot more of Malik McDowell, like we said, our window of opportunity player. I really mm -hmm. believe that he's going to be on the front end now, you know, coming in. I think he's going to be the first, first half. He'll play a lot more along with Sheldon Day. I also want to see a lot more from uh, Tommy Togi. I, I really feel like he's kind of, slipping to the back burner of our defensive tackles. I want to see him make this roster. You know, he's an Ohio State boy. I really want to see what goes on with our defensive tackles after uh, next week's game. And, I, and I'm right there with you. I, Tommy Togia will make this roster. I, I mean, they knew his age going into it, and that's a big reason why I believe they drafted him. I, I think they believe in his potential a lot to where he will be the last defensive tackle that does make this roster. But I agree with you. I, I want to see him do something. Mm -hmm. I, I really want to see him go out there and just put on – a really solid performance because yeah. dude, he's one of the strongest guys on this team. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, and I believe he has a really good amount of potential um, for sure. So I'm definitely interested to watch that. I want to see more Kyle Laletta because are the Browns going to keep three quarterbacks or are they going to let Laletta go? And then you yeah, possibly don't have your future backup. So that's going to be very interesting to see what happens there because Case Keenum, I don't think is around after this year. I think mm -hmm. we've the guys we've the guys we've talked to we've we've uh, talked to on the show. They agree with that. It seems like just because of his contract, so Laletta could replace Case Keenum possibly. So what are the Browns doing there? And then what I'm looking for, I, I'm looking for other guys in that linebacker room to show up. I'm looking to see guys besides JOK. I'm looking to see some of these other guys because I believe we're going to add some linebackers to the roster this week, and I want to see how they go out and perform because that's a spot that there are absolutely positions up for grabs right now. Yeah. 
one thing I'll be interested to see in this third and final preseason game is what is the play calling going to be like? You you, you want to give these guys that are trying to get a roster spot, you want to give them an opportunity to you know an opportunity to show off their skills and to, and to prove themselves a spot on the roster. But, mm-hmm. but but you also, I mean, you're not going to get too elaborate on the on the on the third and final preseason game. So exactly. you know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm I'm interested to see that balance because it's a delicate balance. Yeah, 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 man. And again, finding that balance is really what's going to be key. I think something we're not taking in consideration here enough. Right now, depth wise, we're very low, especially if you sit the starters again, which I would be shocked if any of the starters played again. Yeah, I don't my, think it's going to happen. It's my that's my personal point of view, and I wouldn't play them either. Just do what you did on on this on Sunday. Have them go through the pregame warmups. Have them be dressed at least in uniform. Just do that so they get a good sweat going. There's no need to put them out there. And I think with the injuries we've seen so far, that it would make that more realistic that we're not going to see a lot of our star players or many starters at all. And what Mm -hmm. players on offense do you guys want to see more of? And who do you want to see maybe a little less of that they haven't performed um, to your expectations? Ooh, that's that's a tough question. Uh, I definitely want to see more of – I want to see more Higgins. I want to see more Higgins. I want to see more Davion Davis. I just want to see who's going to win that wide receiver four spot. Obviously, I I love Hodge. I know a lot of people are thinking he might not make the roster over Higgins. I just truly love Hodge. I want. I definitely think. I think he's going to make the roster personally. Um, Agreed. Uh, running back. I want to see. I want to see more Demetri- uh Felton at running back, and I want to see what this offense line can do death wise too. I want to see more James Hudson. He's looking like a monster out there right now. I truly think that there's there's a starting spot for him in a few years coming up. The line is going to be interesting because if you lose some people to injuries on the offensive line, you're going to want somebody who can protect your franchise. You know, you're going to want people yeah. who can still protect your franchise quarterback. And so that so, so that's going to be some uh, some interesting battles in this third and final preseason game that I'm looking at, especially when you have such a established franchise quarterback like Baker Mayfield, you need to make sure that you have a pretty solid contingency plan. Some on the offensive line go down with injuries, which will probably happen at some point this year. Um, you know, just statistically that will probably happen. And and so what uh, what quality of what quality of guys are you going to have step in protecting your franchise quarterback? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you truly couldn't have said it any better, Pete. That offensive line is going to be something to really watch. I I think Mike, um, former alumni of the show, Michael Dunn, I think he's going to end up making this roster Um, from what I, from everything I've heard, it looks like he's nearly a lock. You definitely want to see him out there. Um, if he can recover from his back injury in time, or even if he is still injured, I believe that they'll find a way to keep him on the roster anyway mm-hmm. and designate him to return. Cause I just think he played such a huge role in that game against Pittsburgh and they saw a lot of him in training camp that looked good. He actually started at times in training camp um, when guys would have days off, but he also has been playing center too. And I think that makes now that he can, he plays both positions that makes him more valuable. I, I'm, I love James Hudson. He's a guy who's really still learning the position of offense, offensive tackle, but he he has looked solid, I mean, when given time. So Mm -hmm. I definitely want to see more of him. Give me all Demetric Felton, man. 
it just let me see Demetric Felton the entire game, and <laughs> I will be the happiest person on the face of this earth. I am this kid's biggest fan. I absolutely He's... love Demetric Felton. I love the fact he plays wide receiver, he plays running back, kick return. What can't he do? Like, yeah, what can't he wild, do? Exactly. Let's put him in wildcat, bro. And yeah. let's and let's just let's just go. Uh, let's just go right up the middle. I mean, again, I, I love him. I also want to see a little bit more of John Kelly. I want to mm-hmm. see if he can follow up that performance because against Jacksonville, he didn't do much, but he played really well last week. I want to see what he can do. And the guy that we're going to interview here um, later on, I want to see Davian. I want to see more of Davian Davis. The yeah. guy has played really well in the first two games. He didn't get as many targets yesterday as I would have liked. Uh, but again, we didn't necessarily throw as much as we did against Jacksonville. But when Davian got the ball, I mean, he makes plays. And that's constantly what you want to see out of that position. Mm-hmm. So, guys, definitely I want to see in on defense here for you guys. Same thing. Who are you guys wanting to see more of? And who are you not, like, at this point, should we just kind of fade for next week? I definitely want to see more JOK. I feel like he was a little quiet last week. Obviously, that's going to happen, though, at that position. I want to see more Greg Newsom, And if he can stay healthy, I want to see Greedy, Greedy Williams play, man. Uh, I saw a lot of Troy Hill playing more outside a corner with uh, Newsom, So I want to see more Greedy Williams. I know he's battling injuries. I know it's tough. It's just he's got to stay healthy if he wants to make this team. For me, A.J. Green. A.J. Green has looked really good. And there's a reason, um, again, we've talked about it with some of our guests. I've been a huge fan of A.J. Green, and I believe the Browns always have been too. They gave him the largest undrafted free agent contract Mm -hmm. last offseason. I mean, that's not just because you don't believe in the guy you signed. So it's clear that that they really like A.J. Green. And quite frankly – I'm a huge fan of the guy. He's got all the tools to be a solid NFL corner, the size, speed, the strength. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a really good player for this. I think he actually could be a valuable member of this defense, just given the possible injuries that, unfortunately, we should expect from Denzel and, and uh, Greg Newsom, just because they always – oh, and Green Williams. They've all battled some sort of injury history. Mm-hmm. A guy like Adrian Green can come in there and really perform on defense – I would love to see more JOK, but I'll be honest with you, Zach. I don't need to. I, I think yeah, he's going to be starting you. week one. I want to. I want to keep him healthy. But if I saw him for a couple of series, I wouldn't mind. And then as far as on the defensive line, two guys I want to see more of. I want to see Malik McDowell. I want to see how he performs after last week. If defenses start double teaming him more, or how how um, they decide to defend him there. But I want to see Curtis Weaver. We talked with Lane Atkins, uh, Browns insider from the OBR here, right after the draft. He talked about the Browns really like Curtis Weaver. You don't claim a guy like that, stash him the entire season if you don't have a plan for his future. So I want to see how Curtis Weaver performs. I want to see how he does, and I want to see if he ends up making this final roster because that's another position, um, that final defensive end spot, that's going to be very interesting um, to see. And – Final thing, guys, before we wrap, wrap up our preview here and get to our interview with um, Browns wide receiver Davian Davis, what players do you think this game could make or break for them being on this roster? I, I honestly think this could be Higgins' make-or-break game. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I honestly believe this could be it. That He's getting playing time, but they're putting him out there so much that I feel like they want to see more out of him. I don't know what they're looking for more out of him because we're not really passing the ball. I think he had, like, what, three targets or one catch last week? So 
I, I definitely, I definitely want to see more out of Higgins because unfortunately, th this could be his make or break game. I, I agree with you, and that's and that's just and that's just tough to say though, you know. And, and yeah, that, it is. You're gonna have a lot of guys who've gotten some playing time here in the NFL, you know, who might not be on this roster because this roster is so deep. It's a good problem to have. I'd, mm. I'd, I'd rather have several. You know, several Lamborghinis than than one, you know, than than one broken down vehicle. You know, so I mean, it, it's, you know, and that's that's the pro that's the problem. You know, that that's the problem that that the that the Browns have is, you know, only so you know only so many roster spots and so much good talent. It's a good problem to have, but you're gonna have to say some tough, uh, you know, some some tough love to some really good players, guys who've. Played for you in the NFL, guys who've gotten some good experience in the NFL, but that's how the business works. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, exactly. And Zach, I agree with you, man. I absolutely think that Rashard Higgins is on this roster bubble. It's it's such an unpopular opinion. I know Browns fans are very sentimental to their players, and I don't blame them. Um, Higgins has been through a lot with this team. He's also been a part of the turnaround, but – I, I agree with you. I need to see him do something in this last preseason. Yeah, I need him to come out and show me why he needs to make this roster. So, Rashard Higgins, for me, this game will determine whether or not I think he gets traded. I, I firmly believe that. Also, Kyle Aletta. He's got to go out. Again, it depends on the game plan, but he's got to go out and perform just very well. But the Browns keeping three quarterbacks is a question that – no one really has the answer to. Originally, I thought we were going to do it with all these injuries that we're having on defense. I'm starting to think less about keeping three quarterbacks, but I don't think you're in a situation where you can keep him on the practice squad. Someone else would want to claim him because he has shown this preseason that he can perform pretty well. So that's yeah. what I want to see there. I also just want to see how these tight ends go. Uh, Connor yeah. Davis and yeah. also uh, Franks as well. They, they've played decently. Um, since Steven Carlson has gone down, I want to see more of what what they can do there and see if possibly a fourth tight end makes it or even Johnny Stanton, who they moved over to tight end, um, he was talking about, to start get reps there because he said he'll do anything it takes to make this roster. And yeah. Johnny Stanton is a guy who can play running back, fullback, and tight end. The Browns like versatility. That might he might get a fourth. Um, spot I do have to a, say, as a tight end, I do have to say real quick, Connor Davis was put on the injured reserve list. Uh, forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. So glad you reminded it, like, me. Okay, yeah. So well. like, like you said, it's still, still, it, it feeds your point though. It's going to be so interesting to see what the Browns do at tight end. Cause now we're down two, you know, and, and a yeah. system that runs four tight ends, what are we going to do? So, well, and, and on top of that too, people are wondering if we're going to keep Andy Janovich because if you could keep Stanton and Stanton can play fullback, then mm -hmm. I mean, why would you keep Janovich? But the thing is, Janovich is the only true fullback on the roster. Like that's yeah. all he does. And they traded for him for a reason. Like yeah. people are saying that he's not been on the he wasn't on the field so much last year, but when he was, he was effective. I just don't think the Browns are just gonna give up on Janovich. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I, I just don't see that happening. So I don't I don't either. We're gonna take a break, guys. And when we come back, we're gonna be joined by Browns wide receiver Davian Davis. We are the Feeling Dangerous Podcast. Football season is upon us, and you know what that means. Cold weather is right around the corner. So if you've been putting off getting windows or patio doors all this time, 
What are you waiting for? Now is the best time to save money at Renewal by Anderson. Right now, Renewal by Anderson, they're having a once a year end of summer sale. Buy one and get one 40% off. That goes for windows and patio doors. Plus, you can take an additional $50 off each window and patio door, and there's no limit on that. Plus, free installation, no money down, and zero interest and zero payments for an entire year. How can you beat that? Be sure to call Jack Scott today at Renewal by Anderson. They've been in business for 117 years. Call Jack at 440-226-6224. That's 440-226-6224. Act fast. This offer ends September 4th, the end of summer sale at Renewal by Anderson. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Dress it up and make it real for me. <laughs> Whatever that means. Spend a day to get my mind blown up. Dress it up, you know the NASA. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up against. Welcome back to the Feeling Dangerous podcast. We are joined right now by Browns wide receiver Davion Davis. Davion, uh, thank you very much for joining us here this evening. Talk to us about what it was like being playing in front of the dog pound for the first time. Oh, man, it was crazy. You know, we had that little practice in the stadium, but that was nothing compared to what Sunday was like. Just getting a cheer from the fans after the catches that I had, uh, it was surreal. You know, I've never been in this stadium before, uh, especially not on the game day. It was crazy. People were embracing my girlfriend as she sat in the stands, and <laughs> that was that was new for her. And I was like, well, if I stay here, you might as well get used to it because yeah. it's going to be a thing now. It's really what Cleveland is about. I mean, we love everybody that plays for this team, and you're no exception at all. Absolutely love having you a part of this team. And you came from a school at Sam Houston State that – really isn't known for being the big NFL talent producer that Ohio State or Alabama might be. But just talk about that feeling when you got that call from the Vikings, knowing that you were going to achieve your dream of playing in the NFL. Oh, man, it was crazy. Um, I had a little party for all three days of the draft uh, just to get family and friends to get together as we, you know, get ready for this big next step. Uh, After I didn't get picked up, uh, me and my boy Mike, we actually were going our way to Panda Express and my agent called me and he was like, are you sitting down? And I was driving at the time and I had him on speaker. I was like, yeah, why? What's up? He was like, you're a Minnesota Viking. And I was like, I was like, Mike, I got to stop the car, man. You got to drive. <laughs> uh, but man, it was crazy. Uh, I started crying, you know, told my mom, my mom was crying. Dad was excited. Family was excited. Uh, it was just a dream come true. So did that happen like right after the third day of the draft? Yeah, right after the third day. I want to say like that's awesome. like forty five minutes to an hour after it all. That's awesome. Up. Overall, um, kind of going back to Sam Houston State here. What made you decide to ch- choose to play football for Sam Houston State? It was more of a family there after having the sit down with our offensive coordinator, Coach Longo, and our head coach, Coach Casey Keeler. Um, and being on the visit, uh, everything just seemed like a family. You know, we had a whole bunch of transfers that were from big D1 schools. I talked to them, and they were like, there's nothing wrong with going to a small FCS school. Because I had offers from New Mexico, New Mexico State, Iowa State. But to them, it felt like I was, like, at the bottom of their list when I knew I was much better than what they thought I was. And so I just uh, stuck with Sam Houston, and it 
turned out to be a great uh, fit for me. You were talking about the atmosphere at the game, the atmosphere down at the game on Sunday. I was at the game on Sunday, and I just, I mean, for a pre, especially for a preseason atmosphere, I mean, that, I mean that that crowd was going crazy. That that crowd was hyped up from the very beginning. Obviously, you knew the crowd was going to be into it, but I mean, for a preseason game, were you even like, dang, this crowd is really hyped up for a preseason game and, and how did that keep you guys hy- hyped up on the sidelines oh man it was crazy i didn't because i've played in a few i've been into a few preseason games but that crowd was was honestly loud it it kept me like motivated throughout the game it was like having a bunch of fans here cheering off the home team uh it just had me going i'm sure it had everybody on the sideline going too yeah uh, I mean, it was it was crazy, man. It, it looked like a packed house because, I mean, obviously, I watched from the best seat in the house at, at my house, you know. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so it, it looked packed, man. It looked, it looked like it was like a playoff game atmosphere. I loved it. I love having fans back and, now. So I know you guys feel the same. The hot weather that we had here on Sunday, how did that affect your conditioning or or just your, your teammates? Like, that's got to be one of the – I mean, obviously, you, hit, you have, you know, hot practices occasionally, but playing mm-hmm. a game in that kind of really hot weather was about 90 degrees throughout the game. I mean, how how did that affect your? Uh, how do you think that affected the performance in general? And how did you guys adapt to that? Um, I think it took a toll on us, but I don't think it messed with us any at all. Like athletically, it was just heat that we haven't seen in the past few weeks. Uh, you know, I'm from Texas, and I was out there like, "Oh my goodness, it's hot," <laughs> and it was it, it was it was rough. But uh, we fought through it. And, eventually came out with the win yeah i mean get get enjoy the heat here while you can because pretty soon it's going to start snowing and you're going to be like wow i wish we had this heat back oh man. So, yeah. yeah yeah i mean especially right in the lake but you know moving on uh now you've had the opportunity of playing for the browns organization for a few weeks i, I just want you to talk about the culture that coach stefanski has built here and what it is like being a member of this browns organization it feels like a huge family here you know everybody's always uh interacting with each other, uh, not just coaching staff, uh, but players, training staff. It's just a huge family thing. And that's something that's real big, uh, big for me, family, um, coming from a big family. A lot of teams are probably not like this. And for a team like this to be like this and, you know, with all the good guys that we have, all the great players from top to bottom, um, you would think something would be out of place, but it's not. And I love that about this team. And Davey, I'm just kind of talking about like how you interact uh, around the, the facility. A lot of us fans don't really understand, you know, the time and effort that players have to put in every day on and off the field. So what mm-hmm. is kind of your typical daily schedule or your routine like now that you're an NFL player? Okay. Uh, I want to say it's, I have four alarms set. I have six. 6:30 and 6:45, and at seven I'm out of the door, uh, getting on the uh, getting on the shuttle, and we get to the I get to the facility. It's about 7:10, 7:15, and from there it's meetings from 8:30 to about almost 11, and then we do a walkthrough at 11:15, uh, and then we have lunch meetings at one, practice at 2.15, we lift after practice, and then meetings again, and then uh, after meetings we're done, and about that time, it's about 8 o'clock at night. Jeez. Oh, my God. And and that's when the war zone or apex time comes in right there for all you guys? 
Uh, <laughs> not for me. I've been I've been taking a little break. I've been hitting the playbook pretty hard. But yeah. Okay. That's uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of us actually end up you know taking a few minutes to actually sit down, play the game, and relax, and then it's back to business the next day. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. And when it when you talked about all those alarms you set, I have to ask, how many times you hit snooze? <laughs> oh, every single one. That's why. Like, oh it's, man, it's multiple. That's why I always yeah. look stop and then I can wait <laughs> for the next one to go. <laughs> I would I would do the exact same thing. My my cousin every time he would uh, stay with us, he's got like about that five alarms just like you. Except his sounds like there's some bomb going off in the background. <laughs> That's the alarm setting. So every time you hear that, it drives you nuts, and he still sees it every time. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> Those meetings that you guys have, are they going over like the game plan for the week? Are they talk are you guys going over film from practice? What are those meetings like a general idea and what they consist of? Because obviously I know like that's gotta stay pretty close to the vest, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um it's mainly installs and like new stuff that we have going in for the week. And then yeah, we'll watch practice, we'll watch team seven on seven, one on ones and all that stuff. Just so everybody can get a get a feel of what we did wrong and what we did right from the day before Mm, okay awesome awesome definitely definitely really good to be able to have that much prep and and again a lot of fans don't realize just how much prep really goes into getting ready for practice but then let alone getting ready for an opponent and this last week you guys had practice and preseason game against the Giants Mm -hmm. and as someone you experienced in this what's the difference between a padded practice with your own guys to that joint practice and then to actually playing in a preseason competition? Oh, man, it felt like a game every day, honestly, especially in the joint practice because, you know, nobody wants to get beat. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everybody's bringing their A games, but, of course, we have to be smart and uh, keep each other up. But from the point of attack to them blowing the whistle before going down, it was everybody brought their A game, you know, on special teams and offense, defense. And then being able to play them, um, it was it was more I was more comfortable just because we've seen them for a few days already. So uh, being able to learn their weaknesses and what their strengths are and use that to my advantage was was a part of the reason why I had success on Sunday. We talked about kind of your practice day routine, but what is your game day routine like? It was one o'clock start, much like you have throughout the season. So I know it's not going to be exactly the same because it was a preseason game, but what is your game day routine like? I want to say it was eight o'clock wake up call, um, but they had breakfast from like 7.30 to 9.30. So we could go up and down and get breakfast as we choose. Uh, but everybody had to be at the uh, at the stadium by 11. So, um, I mean, it's still early morning, but it was for a good for a good reason. Uh, I don't think anybody had a problem with that. Um, but yeah, everybody got there by 11, and then at one o'clock it was kickoff time, and everybody was ready, prepared. Awesome. Who's the first guy in the Who's the first guy at the stadium? Is it Baker because he lives there? <laughs> <laughs> Man, those com- those commercials are so funny. Every time I see them, man, I'm dying. <laughs> how how important do you think that this preseason is for players? Because especially when you think about the fact that last year we didn't have a preseason, and now this year we only are getting three preseason games outside of four. How, how important do you think it is? And do you think the NFL should stick to three games? Do you think that they should add another preseason game, cut back? What do you think? Every day is an interview day for people like me. Um, you know, coming in undrafted and everything. But 
you just got to be on your A game, stay in the playbook, no matter how. Because some it was some nights I was up until like twelve or one o'clock, making sure I know everything. Um, as I get in there, I take notes. I take a lot of notes actually, um, just so I can stay prepared. Um, it's a preparation thing, you know, preparation for a test like you're in school. But this interview is way bigger than than the test, you know. Um, <laughs> But it's, it's the way you attack it. Learning offense has put me in a position to make the plays that I've made these past few weeks. And um, that's, uh, I kind of think, what has set me apart so far. Um, I had a guy, uh, Ola B.C. Johnson, whenever we were rookies, and he attacked the playbook from day one, you know. Um, and that's why he, when uh, Adam Thielen went down, that's why he got to step up as a rookie and make the plays that he did um, his our rookie year. So seeing him do that, it was like, man, this is how you have to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and we are joined by Browns wide receiver Davian Davis. Davian, what is one thing that you worked on this offseason or something that you really decided you had to improve this year? Route running and getting in and out of cuts, working out, you know, um, taking videos of myself. Uh, running routes and I'd send them to somebody and just so they can critique it and get somebody else's input on it not just mine you know mm -hmm. um and also I've been watching uh because I've seen Juice has been working out with uh a lot of receiver type people as well and I've been watching those videos and I'm like going out there trying to imitate what they're doing and making sure I'm doing exactly what they're doing because Juice is an un unbelievable route runner and he's somebody I look to, him and Odell, those two guys. They're people I've looked up to ever since they got in the league, watching them every day. I have to, like, just imitate. You know, it's becoming muscle memory yeah. for me now. Yeah. And I think I'm able to get in and out of my cuts way better than I was when I was with the Vikings. Yeah, and that actually kind of segues to my next question. So, yeah, obviously, like you said, you've had the opportunity to play and learn from veteran wide receivers and pro bowlers, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Juice Landry. So explain how they affect that wide receiver room for the Browns and, and how it has personally just helped your game in general. Oh, man, they like if they see something, they instantly they, they tell you about it. It's not like uh, you have to go up to them. They're they're great tutors. They're great mentors. They're just great people in general. There's a lot of guys that honestly probably wouldn't even help you out uh, in that aspect. But the whole receiver yeah. room, we're all just one. You know, we all help each other. We're all trying to come to the common goal of making the team and making his team as best as we could. What is your game day meal? Like you, every player I feel like has to have a meal that's their go-to for game day. What's yours? Oh man, I, honestly, I don't eat. I don't <laughs> no, eat. Whoa, no. okay. Like before <laughs> games at all? Well, if it's like, cause we had an early game and we had a early wake up. I don't like eating before because mm -hmm. it makes me feel sluggish. So okay. Oh, okay. I won't eat. But after, oh, man, it's it's whatever I can get my hands on. It, it honestly doesn't even matter. All right, so then what's your post-game meal? What's your what's your post-game meal? Uh, I would love a steak. Okay. Oh, I, just, I just had one, Davion, if that, you know. I had one last night. Uh, at it was it was Margaritaville, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that steak was so good. I was like, oh, I haven't had one in, like, a good month now. What is what is your what is your game day hype song? What is your game day song? I don't have a. Oh wait, no, no, no. I do have the March Madness by Future. Man. Okay, that's a good song. Yeah, it it, yeah. it just gets me going. Uh, I'll just sit there and I'll listen to it on repeat, probably a good 40, 50 times, man, and just 
lock in and get ready for the day. So have you taken a lot of time, you know, to explore the city and get used to it a little bit more? Uh, I've, I've, I've been because <clears throat> I had my, my girlfriend, she was just recently here and we went to uh, the flat. We went ate over there and walked around for a little bit. And then uh, we went to where was it? The rock and roll thing right there by the stadium. Yeah, we went yeah. and walked around over there and have some fun while she was here. Uh, yeah, but that's all I've seen so far. I haven't went to down besides the stadium and stuff. I haven't been downtown or anything yet. Oh yeah, that that definitely will be areas that uh, you want to explore right now. It's it's all down to business. Well, Davian, we thank you so much uh, for taking the time to join us this evening. We want to wish you the best of luck the rest of this preseason and this upcoming season as well. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all for having me. And guys, remember that you can listen to the show um, anywhere that you get your podcasts. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to give us that five-star review. Be sure to also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at FDPodcastCLE. And remember, if you need the best replacement windows, call Jack Scott at Renewal by Anderson. They've been Ohio's replacement window experts for over 118 years. Call Jack today for a free consultation at 440-226-6224. That's 440-226-6224. We're the Feeling Dangerous Podcast. Talk to you all soon. Thank you for tuning in. And my city was a threat to the rest. And my city was a threat to the rest. Cleveland is my city. And I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born in Lacey. I got it made. And if I have my way, I'm gonna stay. James Conner in the backfield on the right side of Big Ben. Motion by the tight end. McDonald down the line, left to right. And the snap goes high over the head of Big Ben. All the way back to the two, to the one. And the Browns have it in the end zone. And they dive on the ball and recover it for a touchdown. Carl Joseph's got it in the end zone. A touchdown. Not a bad start. 6 nothing Browns. Marquise Bouncy just sailed the ball over the head of Big Ben, who looked at James Conner. They raced back inside the five-yard line. It went into the end zone. B.J. Goodson and Carl Joseph were over there, and Joseph recovers it. Field under center on first down and 10. Takes the ball, gives it. Hunt runs. He's to the 10. He's to the 5. He buries that shoulder and drives in for a touchdown. Kareem Hunt. And the Browns lead 20 to nothing. You're on Cleveland bound. That's my town where they show you love if they seen you around. All of my dogs up in the dog pound. Man, I love my tribe, my calves, my browns. That's my heart. That's my soul.